Welcome to Intellects, a place for entrepreneurs podcast. This is season three, episode five, and our topic for today is our artist spotlight, Mrs. Marva Collins. Now, for those who have not heard about her, you will definitely know who she is after today. All right. Marva Dolores Collins was born August 31st, 1936 in Monroeville, Alabama. She was an American educator and she is best known for creating Westside Preparatory School, a private elementary school in the impoverished Garfield Park neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois, which opened in 1975. Miss Collins was born to Father Henry Knight, who was a businessman who owned a funeral home and worked with cattle, and her mother, Bessie Knight. She grew up in Atmore, Alabama, a small town near Mobile, Alabama, during the time of segregation in the American South. When she was young, she went to a strict elementary school in a one-room schoolhouse in Atmore an experience which influenced her later in life. She graduated from Clark College, known as Clark Atlanta, in Georgia. Now, when she was in Alabama, she taught for two years before she moved to Chicago in 1959, where she taught as a full-time substitute teacher in inner-city Chicago public school systems for 14 years. Now, dismayed at the low levels of learning that she felt some students were experiencing in particular areas, she took $5,000 from her own teacher's retirement fund and started a private school on the top floors of the Brownstone in the West Garfield Park neighborhood where she lived in 1975. The school she started was called Westside Preparatory School. And Westside Prep became an educational and commercial success. Collins created her low-cost private school specifically for the purpose of teaching low-income Black children whom Collins felt the Chicago public school system had mislabeled as being learning disabled. Collins said she had the data to prove that her students were teachable and were able to overcome obstacles of learning via her teaching methods. When she said eliminated, which she said eliminated behavioral issues and allowed students to flourish. The one-room schoolhouse of her education influenced her methods. At home, her father gave her assignments she believed built her confidence and gave her a sense of responsibility. She felt time spent with students was more valuable than distance creating audio-visual information. Her and her daughter ran the school for more than 30 years until it closed in 2008 due to a lack of sufficient enrollment and funding. She became well-known based on the TV movie in 1981, on her life's work that was entitled The Marva Collins Story. 
starring Cicely Tyson and Morgan Freeman. And y'all, let me tell y'all, I actually had the privilege of watching that movie, and that is actually what inspired me to create an episode based on her because she was so amazing. She did something about her passion, something that she felt wasn't right about the system, something that she actually cared about and that she loved. And for any of us who have gone through the school system, there has always been at least one person who has made an impact on our lives, one teacher, a teacher's assistant, somebody who has helped us that, you know, didn't give up on us, that was just like, wow, you know, I want to teach because of them, or I want to go into this, you know, area, this field because of them. So, you know, don't don't hate on the, the teachers and the people who are in those fields because it is not easy, okay? It's very difficult to shape the minds of young people, especially when they're rooted in something uh, opposite of what you are trying to teach them. So kudos to all of the, the amazing teachers who have made such a, a wonderful impact on the lives of students. And it doesn't have to be young students. It don't have to be elementary or middle school or high school. It could be college. You know, there have been at least one teacher every year that I remember being in school from the age of three up until I graduated with my second master's. At least one teacher for every year that has made an impact on my life and that helped me to appreciate the value of quality education, quality teachers who love what they do. So just remember, if you ain't doing it because you love it, you're being more of a hindrance than a help. Okay. But yes, so moving right along, she also appeared on a featured news article on CBS's 60 Minutes, and we will play a little bit of that later on. Um, Cecily Tyson, who played Collins in the movie, says she spent time with her to research for the role. And just another little gem drop, when you are doing anything, make sure you research it, make sure that you are invested in it, that you become the best at it. For actors and actresses, if they're playing someone else, they have to know who they're playing. They have to know, you know, to the T, okay, if I'm impersonating this person, if it's an autobiography, like let's say, you know, the Whitney Houston movie that's out now, you know, the person who played Whitney Houston has to know her cues, her quirks, you know, how she was, how she spoke, how she sang, her body language, and all those things, all those little details that people don't necessarily pay attention to all the time are the things that actors and actresses have to pay attention to for that role. So that could be for any facet of life, whatever your arena is, whatever your art is, whatever that may be, make sure you are doing the work. Make sure you are being mindful of how to be um, the best at it, how you can portray that perfectly, you know? And that means doing your best all of the time, right? And no, it's not easy. It's gonna take work, but it definitely will be worth it. All right, so the 60 Minutes feature was inspired by a 1970s article written by Chicago Sun-Times reporter, Zayton Smith, 
about her and Westside Prep. Okay, so just a little, you know, snippet about Kevin Ross. In 82, he was a 23-year-old Creighton University basketball player. Got to his senior year of college without being able to read. Listen, there's so many people who go through school and don't learn anything. You know, there are ways around the system. And this is one of the young gentlemen who kind of beat the system up until his senior year of college. With the assistance of a Creighton booster, he enrolled in seventh grade at Westside Prep. With private tutoring by Miss Marva, he learned to read and graduated in May of the next year. Ross had difficulties continuing his education, but when he had serious troubles, she was instrumental in helping him. Isn't that powerful? That is amazing, right? To be able to go through his senior year of college not being able to read. Anything is possible, y'all. Set your mind to it, you can do it. But being able to have somebody in your corner that can help you be the best you, that's a plus. Also, due to the success of her teaching methods, it was reported that President Reagan wanted to nominate Mrs. Collins to the position of Secretary of Education, but she took herself out of the running for the position. In 83, Reagan cited her during an unveiling of a national program to combat adult illiteracy. She was also asked by President George Bush to become Secretary of Education, but she declined in favor of teaching one student at a time. So her focus was not on accolades, was not on recognition, was not on anything but the students and making sure they had what they needed. And that is having the passion and having the love to do what you were called to do while you were here. That is amazing. Some people would not pass up those opportunities because those are opportunities of a lifetime, but she felt like where she was was a more important position at that time. In 1994, Prince featured her in his music video for The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. Make sure y'all check out that video. We might show that later too. All right. He also donated $500,000 to the website Preparatory School Teacher Training Institute, which was created to teach Collins teaching methodology. It was created so that People can learn how she taught. That is awesome, right? In 1996, she was hired to supervise three Chicago public schools that had been placed on probation. In 2004, she received a National Humanities Medal, among many awards for her teaching and efforts at school reform. During the 2006-2007 school year, she... Um, her school charged 5500 for tuition, and parents said the, that the school did a much better job than the Chicago public school system, which budgeted 11300 per student. The authorities complained that this was not enough. So, Ms. Marva was known for applying classical education, in particular the Socratic method, modified for use in primary schools successfully with impoverished students. She criticized the teaching of the students, not the students themselves. 
She wrote a number of manuals, books, and motivational tracks describing her history and her methods. In 18, in, excuse me, in 1982, and in subsequent articles, Collins has been criticized by George and Smith from Substance News, who claims that her work was fraudulent. She denied any fraud. And at the time, she had both supporters and detractors. So a little bit about her personal life. She married Clarence Collins in September of 1960 until her death. Oh, excuse me, until his death in 1995. They had three children together, Patrick, Eric, and Cynthia, and she passed away in June 24th, 2015 in South Carolina, where she was 78 years old. All right, so... Yeah, so just a few awards that she got was in 1981, the Jefferson Awards for Public Service, the Award for the Greatest Public Service Benefiting the Disadvantaged, 1982, the Golden Plate Award of the American Academy of Achievement, in 2004, the National Endowment for the Humanities, National Humanities Medalist Award, and then the Alpha Kappa Alpha, honorary member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. This woman is dope, y'all. Okay, so if you have not heard about her, y'all definitely want to check her out, okay? So, let's see. I am going to play a little bit of her story here. And I hope y'all getting something from this because this really inspired me. It just helps me to know that despite um, despite what's going on in the world, despite how things are, um, it just amazes me how people can still break the mold and they can have that passion. And a lot of times, whatever your gift is, is going to eat away at you, is going to... Um, make you feel like, oh man, why is this not changing? Why is this not working? Why is this not in place? Whatever that is. And then it's your job to actually make sure that it happens or it gets carried out, right? So, okay, we are going to listen to this clip. Miss Marva Collins, definitely, um, definitely a trailblazer of her time. All right. Sixteen years ago, we broadcast a story about Marva Collins, the Chicago teacher who started her own elementary school on the city's west side, West Side Prep. Marva claimed that with love, hard work, and no-nonsense teaching, inner-city children could compete with anyone academically. It was, to many people, quite an inspiring story. But not to Charles Murray, author of the controversial book about race and intelligence called The Bell Curve. On page 399, Murray writes that Marva's celebrated anecdotes about her students are too good to be true, that there is no hard evidence of her success. We decided to check it out. 
Before we begin, let's go back to where we began 16 years ago. You have it all here on West Adams Street, all the familiar big city flight. The forever broken windows, the burned out flats, the disemboweled abandoned cars. And then you have 
And then we were like doing Shakespeare. We put on the plays and we had the three witches wrestling with yeah. the witch. But Charles Murray stated that planes of long term academic achievement will typically fade as these children grow up. Sagacious means what? Means you're very what? Right. The words that we learned, it was nice because when we left and we heard someone talking using a word, we knew what that word meant. And now at school, a lot of times we get the reading list on the course outline. I read most of the books on that. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I read that or read that or the teacher will be talking about something. And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I read that book. So all the students may feel like this. <laughs> I gather, one second. Go ahead. You use your, your notes? Your Westside prep notes on the Hamlet to write a paper when? Um, I used it in high school, and I also used it in English lit class when I was in college. And uh, looking back at my handwriting, I was like, wow. You know, and I was like, these are good notes. <laughs> Murray also raised questions about Marva's claims that five and ten-year-olds who'd been labeled unteachable were capable of reading Chaucer and Shakespeare. Well, Michael Anderson was said to have a learning disability when he entered Marva's school at age nine. I had a client just a couple months ago brought up Shakespeare out of nowhere. And we sat after having coffee for three hours. You know, well, what did you learn Shakespeare? Fourth grade. I knocked him off his feet. He couldn't believe it. Fourth grade. And there is Erica, who is considered a hopeless case at age six. Basically, I was told that I was borderline retarded, that I would never read. So I was basically written off. I was supposed to be put back a couple of grades, but I, I wasn't when I got to Ms. Collins. When we saw Craig Berner in 1979, he was reading his essay about Cleopatra. Very, very long ago. There was a twin called... What was the secret of her success or motivation or what? The confidence, how you have a brain, you can do it on your own. You don't have to wait for anybody. She, she, she killed herself with a poisonous snake. Very, very cute. I say to every child, for example, Morley, Morley, there's no one with your eyes. There's no one with your nose. There's no one with your hair. That makes you really special. These days, her message and methods are repeated by teachers she's trained for three elementary schools in Chicago. She is mostly on the road, giving seminars for teachers all over the country. Above all, she tells them every child is teachable. Every child can learn. Ask the slowest children in your class how many children know the rap songs, and they all raise their hands, and I'll say, say them for me. That's just good. If you can do that, you can learn the Canterbury Tales in Old English, too. I don't know half of what those rap songs are saying, but they know every line. What makes us think, then, that they become such learning disabilities when they get to school? All right. I hope that was a little inspirational just to see all of the different students who went to Mrs. Marva Collins Academy and are excelling at what they do. We are going to kind of close it off with some words from Mrs. Marva herself. So check this out and we're going to come right back with some gems. Right. I think I am unique, uh, and I think every child is that when they misbehave, their punishment is 
They have to write 100 reasons why they are too wonderful to do what they're doing. And that's and they have to be in alpha order. I'm adorable, I'm beautiful, I'm courageous. I give them the first ones until they get the hang of it. I'm delightful, or I'm effervescent, or I'm fabulous, I'm heavenly, I'm idolized, I'm just wonderful, I'm a kindred spirit. I am laudable, I am momentous, um, I am never, never in the line, and it goes on to me. And if they do it again, then they have to use another synonym. They can't use adorable anymore. Now the children will say to new students, I don't know why you don't behave, because I'm tired of telling Mrs. Collins how wonderful I am. All right, so that is Miss Marva Collins in the flesh. I hope you all got something from this episode. Just a little gem drop. Do what you love. Invest in it. Find out everything you can about doing it, about being the best at it. Do it not for you, but for the bigger picture, for someone else to reap the benefits of your work because at the end of the day it's not about us it's about who we are impacting who we are touching so if you are not in it to be the best so that other people can benefit off of it then what is your reason for it and that's something that i want you all to think about today i hope you got something at least one thing out of today's episode we look forward to seeing you back here for another one. We missed you all so much, but we did not want this year to go out without giving you some motivation and some inspiration. Now, of course, the season is far from being over, but we wanted to finish the year on a great note. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for you this session. But until next time, have a great one. Soak up all these gems. Until next time. All right, listeners, you've heard it here first. Now it's time to use what you've learned. I'm talking about those gems. Make sure you pick them up, pass it on, and use them time and time again. Stay tuned for more, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 3's 5th episode of Intellects, a place for entrepreneurs. Next episode, you are in for a treat. We will be giving out some amazing resources to help you with your business, with self, and so much more. Definitely don't want to miss it. Thank you for taking in all these artistic gems. Until next time, my friends.